to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. How's it going, Dad? Oh, well, it's going very well. What a great week we're having. We had a fab week. What what an amazing, amazing reaction. Um, I did think about changing the name of the podcast. <laughs> but, then, <laughs> but then I thought I, I would probably just, yeah, no, not be able no, to I do think... the intro anymore, would I? No, no. It's, it's good. This is good. um but now by now hopefully everyone has seen our exciting announcement it's taken uh, i think it's over a year now since Mm. the first meetings and discussions that we had about rebranding um and about changing our name and just sprucing up uh everything that we'd built over the last uh well back then eight years uh it's been nine years this just gone in september uh, that right. we set up Colin Bradley Art. Uh, obviously, you've been going a lot longer than that, but since yeah. since we uh, since we started, and uh, yeah, it's been a long journey and took a lot of planning and mm. a lot of work. But finally, we can now reveal that we are the Colin Bradley mm. School of Art, and um, I couldn't be more thrilled with the the reaction to the video. Neither can I. It's wonderful. Uh, there's been so many lovely comments and we were unsure whether to include the outtakes when we were putting the video together we we did a version without the outtakes and it was quite nice it was quite clean we really liked the feel of it but then i just thought i think we can i think we can add some outtakes on because we we had loads of outtakes and we've still got more than what we've put at the end of that mm. video mm. um but I, i'm so pleased we ended up putting them at the end because We've had so many comments about how people have loved them. I think they preferred that to the actual um, yeah. you know, <laughs> statement we made, don't you? Me too. We could have just done the outtake. Um, they, they would have understood if we just put the outtakes on. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I have actually got a version, uh, like a one one and a half minute one, so like double the, the length of the other one of just outtakes. There are more than... than uh, I mean, there was a lot more than that because we messed mm-hmm. up quite a lot. Um, and my my girlfriend, who was the director on the day, uh, was also laughing quite loudly along with us. <laughs> <laughs> well, you couldn't help, but could you? It was get. It was got to. Sometimes you is it corpse? Is that what's called yeah, when you yeah. when you when you when you go off off piece sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, once you do that, you, there's no way no way back. Yeah. I'm surprised we actually got that out in the end. I know. we did. That was the end one. And um, I, I'm absolutely su- surprised we could do that. What, during that, I thought there's no way we're going to finish it. We'd have to stop and do it another day. Because <laughs> it was just getting, every time we opened our, our mouths or whatever, it just we full on nothing had came the, out. We full on <laughs> had the giggles. There was one line that you said, I don't remember what it was. It was like, before we go or something. But... We laughed at it once, and then every single time mm. after, mm. I was anticipating it. And That's the right. anticipation, you can see it in one of the ones. I just I can't hold it in. I end up just <laughs> laughing. Um, and then once you're off, you're off. Like You can't you stop are. giggling. It's so yeah. hard to get back. 
must uh, be awful if you were in a theatre, you know, in a play. Yeah. Even if it was a serious play and you get do something like that, how could you get back from that? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of... <laughs> Which is why I love pantomime so much, because you can, yes. you can get oh, away yeah. with corpsing. It's like actually, like, encouraged, <laughs> not to be put on, but, you know, every now and then to break character and laugh, you know, especially mm. when things don't go right. That's uh, right. It's, it's really funny, but... Um, I'm glad we got some of those on camera because uh, it is. Oh, it was a lot of fun. It, it did take us an hour and a half to. Well, you said this last week to do those those two minutes. <laughs> That's right. Um, but yeah, the reason why it's taken so long is we, you know working on the design and the name, and we in fact I I don't know if people remember this back in February uh, we filmed a video and there was a couple of screenshots and in fact in our in our launch promo video you can see us talking to camera and we turn and laugh because we we're laughing at each other because there was outtakes from that one and that video was initially meant to be just a, the change of the name we were just going to announce that we were right. the name Colin Bradley School of Art and the new logo but then coronavirus took over everywhere and and it prevented us really from we weren't feeling too happy about releasing it at that point it didn't feel like the right time so no I, right up until when we were going to launch the rebrand it all kicked off so we didn't end up revealing that video and saved the rebrand and then throughout this period of time um, we've been working on the new website and we thought well we'll save the rebrand for the new website mm. that's and, right and we'll, we'll move everything over so then work began on that and uh got a designer and uh uh, the software that we wanted that we felt was going to be really good for our students and headed down that road and that took months and months of work and you can imagine we 300 classes with all those videos and mm-hmm. every one I had to set up manually like every mm-hmm. single one and all the videos had to be imported over it it was a slog <laughs> but it was, yeah you did very well there. It, it was months of work but I'm so thrilled because I'm so pleased with how it's come out now and, mm. and for people to really love the site and enjoy using it was oh, just a massive relief to me because, you know, all of that work and for people to say, don't like it, <laughs> it would have been, <laughs> would have been very yeah. upsetting. Um, That's right. But just to give people an insight of the, the timeline and the scale of, of all of this. And, um, and in the meantime, so, so whilst I was working on the new site, you've been working on all the colored pencil classes and that's right we were obviously talking about those every week on the podcast and we had plans to basically launch the new site with the rebrand with all the color pencil classes so Mm -hmm. that is what's happened so we've still got because you did so many um classes the color pencil pitches we've got still um more to go up Uh, there's 12 including the Coloured Pencil Basics, there's 13 uh, Coloured Pencil classes on the new site. Now people can just dive right in, get stuck in. And we've got a free class on there, uh, the, the Basics, as well as the Boats in Landscape. People can just get stuck right in with that. Only six colouring pencils, um, plus your solvent, obviously, if you if you want to follow the, the class. And, yeah, all those other classes that you can, you can get started with. And then... Um, I've got another one that I'm going to be adding very soon. I added another one then literally the next day, which was Tuesday. I did the, the castle 
and all um, oh, right yeah and then we've got more um being edited at the moment um so yeah it's there's going to be just a massive um I'm, what was i trying to say like a massive upload of classes uh, influx of classes to the new site so people will just start seeing that expand and expand mm. um and this is the reason really why we had to set up a new class is the the old software we were using it, it was great it served us really well but we really needed to bring it up to date and there were certain features that i really loved about this new platform the video resume people can just click on the class and get stuck mm. right back in with the last video they were watching it sort of resumes and and that i know was a requested feature for a long time people halfway through an hour's video and had to go back to mm. find where they were at well don't have to worry about that anymore and the certificates i know is a huge bonus and you know it's really lovely for people to finish a class and get their certificate at the end of it uh, it's mm. a nice it's a nice nod and um yeah thing to give people uh, to acknowledge the work they put in um and then also the community uh, section where people can um upload their work it's right in the site so if people aren't on facebook they can still share their work um we did we still do have a separate forum separate uh gallery page which i know people use as well so it's, it's lots of places people can share but specifically for members and there's plans to use that community section as well for other things in the future. We're planning on doing members specific content podcasts and, uh, video tips and things like that. So that section won't just be for sharing your work in the future. Um, it will be for exclusive members content. Um, so there's lots to be looking forward to lots we can do with this site. And as you can tell, cause I've been talking for the last five minutes straight, I'm super, super excited by it. And we've been wanting to talk about this for so long. Well, I have been wanting to talk about this for so long. Um, I know you've wanted to get the colored pencil classes out there for a while since you started. Um, That's right. But now we both get to reveal what we've been working on for so long. Well, I think it's wonderful too, that the fact that they've able to follow me from the beginning when I started the colored pencils and not really very happy with it. The first one I, I ever did wasn't really very happy with it at all. And, um, and from there I did wonder whether it was going to be something that we could, uh, we could actually use or I would want to use. But after a few of them, we, we hadn't mentioned that we were doing it at that time because in case we didn't do it at all, uh, and then it started to happen, and in a few, there was a few um, a- areas where we were both blown away. I was blown away when I was doing it. You were blown away when you saw it. I thought, hey, there's something very special here that we've got, and we've nurtured that and come up with quite quite an amazing from a, a start. Well, I don't know, three or four months ago was it when I started? I can't remember now. Mm. Uh, to now. We've now got a, a very, very good alternative medium that people can use, and I'm s- thrilled about that. But they've seen that progress, which is lovely. Mm. I don't think that that's hap- that could happen very often. To no, go yeah. from nothing, you know, oh, I'm not sure I want to do this. In fact, just before that, if you'd have asked me, I'd have said, no, I'm not interested really in colour pencils. I don't like the way they look. I'm not very keen on using a solvent, and I've mentioned that on previous podcasts. 
But it all came together because of the luminance and the, the quality of those pencils. Then the solvent that we eventually used and sell now, that also helped enormously because it changed my mind about the actual product itself. And uh, therefore, it might not have happened if it hadn't been for that situation to occur. Mm. So it's wonderful. And people, it's nice for the members and the people in the podcast world to actually see that from the beginning and mm. see how it developed. We've got one of your first experiments coming up soon. We've got it on the cards to be edited, uh, which is the... Um, Tufted tit. That's it, the bird, yeah, the bird. Tufted tit. Mm. Um, mm. And that's yep. really going to be interesting because there's a couple up there at the moment that are very early pictures uh, mm. that are free on the website at the moment. The winter scene, I think, is one of them. And the, the treescape demonstration, those were early pictures. But this one's, the Tough to Tit was before that. So that is that's right. That is going to be a very interesting um, one for people to watch and see how that progressed. And that will be a free uh, experimental demonstration kind of just mm, just mm. again we're just trying to share as much of this journey as possible with you all and and see how uh you went mm. from a to b well i was convinced when i did that uh, tough to tip i was convinced that um the pencil weren't going to work at that stage you were kind of when you saw it you thought oh no i think that's quite nice i wasn't i wasn't happy with it at all i, I, I wasn't happy with the process and uh, I ended up having to put pan pastel on. Mm. Now that worked quite well, I've got to say, but it wasn't. It wasn't the answer. It, to me, it wasn't the answer. I like to stick to one medium, and that would have introduced a second medium. Now I know I've done it with watercolor and pastel pencil. I know I've done it before, but this is. It, it wasn't right, so I had to put that right, and eventually I did, and I cracked it. And because of that pressure on me. Um, to do that and follow my instincts on it, that's how we arrived at eventually to the uh, position we're at now where I think almost anything's possible. And although I'm not doing any more, I've, I've changed uh, mediums at the moment. I'm doing other things. But I will come back to them. And when I come back to them, it'll be fresh, mm. uh, with fresh eyes and, and basically the same techniques, but with – more um, intricate uh, pictures because that's what I want to do and I think that's what they can do. What I'm going to be doing actually, Steve, um, my thoughts are to expand on the watercolour idea that watercolour that I would like to do but really haven't been able to do because of the limitations of the watercolour medium. Mm. And I think what I can do is use the colour pencils to further that uh, ambition of mine. Mm. So I think we, I think in the future we're going to be looking at something pretty special. They already are, I feel, yeah. the pictures that I I've think. done. But I think we can go even further than that. Great. So that, that's what's exciting about it. And uh, But I'm still coming back to pastel pencils, and uh, a lot of people have said, um, no, well, no, my pastel pencils is my medium, and I do understand that. They are, they're, they're an easier medium to use, even though um, some of the pictures I've done have been, you know, in an advanced um, category, Yeah, quite rightly, because they are tricky. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, we've we've got something for everything, everybody now. I think. Yeah. Oh, I think so too. I think that the, the range of classes we've we've put up there at the moment for people that are getting started with coloured pencils. I mean, there's six pictures. I think there's six that people can do just with the twelve set. So mm. you know, mm. it's a really it's a good introduction to that medium. Um, people will learn a lot from that, and they also range from more straightforward to quite complicated to the to this castle one that i said i uploaded tuesday that was one that you struggled with mm-hmm. so, that's right yeah. well i thought it was going to be a beginner's picture initially when i was doing it, it says no way this is going to be a beginner's picture this is um, much more tricky mm. a lot of a lot of things can go wrong mm. and probably will I warn people, it probably will. But it's worth having a crack at it because it's, uh, it is a lovely, if you can pull it off, the, the finish is a lovely finish. Mm. Mm. So there we are. There's lots of exciting things. There's lots of classes coming, as I said. We're gonna, there's going to be an influx of classes. We've got a lot of classes that have been edited for a while that have been in the pipeline that I know people have possibly even seen clips of uh in prime in our promo video for some time that we're going to start rolling those out as you can understand we've been pretty busy um gearing up to this and now that it's here we can start working because people forget i mean it's it really is mostly us two and uh mum who is you know chimes in with uh, lots of great ideas we run everything by her um she's brilliant and uh, my girlfriend who is the editor now for us and does all the editing of the the classes so it's a real tight knit we're doing everything ourselves you know so we have to prioritize um our time quite sparingly <laughs> quite. With, uh, across multiple things and that's our choice and we love it that it's a family run business um um, but yeah, so lots to be looking forward to. Let's um, dive in to some emails. Now, um, people seem to enjoy our last discussion um, mm. uh, that we did last week about um, people's kind of um, crit- inner critic of their work and um, mm. getting over that. And I, I, I was really proud of our discussion last week i know when we ended the podcast we both were like i really felt like that that was really valuable i hope that really helped people um and it seems like it did because uh laura sent us a lovely email which uh i asked if we could read out and she said we could and uh i'm just going to read it out for everyone now laura says i just wanted to say that that was such a great discussion a question from jennifer was such a common sentiment I didn't realise how much my perfectionist personality was kept under wraps until I started drawing. So that was a huge eye-opener for me. I'm glad to hear that it is just a normal trait for artsy people. But any time I'm feeling like I might be losing confidence, I come right back to one of Colin's lessons before going back to my own work. It is so helpful to have that life preserver and it works every time. It's like having that friend who always buoys you up when you're feeling down. I wanted to share my latest commission the same family that I told you about last year who asked me, well, kind of strong-armed me into doing a Christmas commission of their son's cat, asked me to do another one this year for their daughter-in-law's cat. That family pushed me out of my comfort zone as that was the first one I'd ever done. But both of us were super pleased with how it came out last year and it was because of Colin's lessons. This year, when they asked me to do a second one, I gave the same response. I was very non-committed and said, just send me the pictures and I'll see what I can do. No promises. 
Of course, I was super nervous, but I had plenty of time and I put no pressure on myself. It didn't come out. If it didn't come out well, I had time to do it again, or they had time to get her another gift. <laughs> so they sent me three photos and sure enough, two of them were awful. But one of them, I did feel that I could do something with, even though it had a heavy flash. Like you said, the eyes were the most important, so I thought I can at least get her essence here. Thanks to all Colin's lessons, I was able to put this training into use, and I came up uh, what you see attached. They were beyond thrilled with it, and I am pretty happy with what I created. Anyway, getting to the point, I'm once again, thank I'm once again thankful to Colin for giving me the confidence to push me out of my comfort zone, and of course to, his fam to this family friend who believed in me to ask me to create something for their family, not once, but twice. Regards, Laura. Mm. What a lovely email. Thanks, Laura. And I thought that was really validating for anyone else that listened to last week's podcast and maybe felt the same. And uh, yep. it sort of really hammered home that approach. Um, mm. with, I, I think people perhaps don't don't pay enough attention to that. You know, and they, they, they beat themselves up about this sort of thing, and which they shouldn't do. But I do understand why they should, because they've, have sort of put their their souls on the line really they said if what what if this goes wrong and of course as soon as you start thinking like that it probably will so you've got to not think like that really you've got to say to be very relaxed about it say look i'm going to give this a go mm -hmm. i'm going to do my very best to do a good job however if it doesn't work it doesn't work and i'm not going to put myself under pressure now, if you can go with that kind of attitude, the chances are you're going to succeed in it mm. because you always try that little bit harder to uh, to do it. But, it, of course, it comes down, it always comes down to how much experience you've had, how much, how many pictures you've done and so on. And your artistic ability, not everybody has got that. You know, they'll all be able to do a job, but... Will they be able to do it to the, the level that they would expect them? Not really. So you've always got that in your head. And I think if you can, if you can get over that and, and just go to enjoy it, that's the most important thing. All the pictures I do, as people know, I thoroughly enjoy myself. I, get throw, I throw myself in the deep end. And I thought, but I've got the experience behind me to get me out of trouble. A lot of people, when they're just starting out, haven't got that. Mm. And so they struggle right from the beginning. And it's really important to know when you're starting out, you should expect to not achieve the kind of effects you'd like to achieve straight off. It's going to take time. Mm. And um, But most people, as we said last week, most people who ask for, for a commission to be done – don't expect the earth. They're, they're just looking at a reasonable representation of their animal or whatever they want to done. And they're happy with that. You wouldn't be because you're trying to make it that bit special. Mm. So there's some somewhere between the two, as we said last week, you've mm. got to sort of prepared for that. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that's really good advice. We've had another student of ours that said that they're effectively doing now, because they're getting commission work, which is fantastic, they're now doing sort of one commission, then one of your classes, then a mm -hmm. commission, then one of your classes, so that they, they maintain their confidence throughout, and they're also learning 
you know getting sort of that's a, guided as well absolutely perfect yeah that's 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 the way to do it to go back to to, to nitty-gritty you know i'm going to learn again and and then branch out on your own and then go back mm. to uh, you know back to the drawing board again mm. to re-establish you know some of the techniques and the ideas that i have mm. um on my oh. courses agreed with you lovely Okay, well, thanks, Laura. I really appreciate you sending that in, and, and I hope that has uh, encouraged other people and given them some guidance on how they might like to approach it. Um, so, just moving on to the last topic I wanted to cover today. Um, we had one of our members, Linda, uh, doing a, the German Shepherd on Pastel Map, which is obviously quite a tricky picture and and asked a couple of questions about the top of the the head and it led us on to discussing it when we were off air um about the variations in color when you're doing uh fur on an animal's i mean in this example an animal's head and you have different sections and you're using different base colors and i thought that we could get into a bit of the nitty-gritty and theory behind it on here as it's a good platform for us to do that so just to give people sort of um, a rough outline what we're talking about, the German Shepherd on Pastel Mat, one of our most popular pictures now, especially one of our most popular dogs, because uh, it, it really does pop and the, and the colours are beautiful. Uh, but when we're looking at the head, you start off by doing the left side after the years, you start on the left side as we're looking at the animal um, and you start with uh, a grey uh a light gray dark gray and then you add in all of your ochres the 283 186 187 all the ones from faber castell and a bit of creta color in there and then finally some 175 and uh some of the dark sepia to get the contrast in but then interestingly enough you move over to the top of the head and more to the right side and you start off with white now that's where i want to jump in with you dad with Mm. why the variation from that to this why do you start off with different colors mm. well it's all all to do with base colors if you're looking at um lighting of an animal or any subject come to that you're looking at a, a base color that will give you the luminance for the subsequent colors to reflect if you don't do that, and if you stay with the same base colour all over and the same colours all over, that's what you'll get, an all-over effect. Now, that might work, but in some cases it would. But in this case, it didn't or wouldn't work because I wanted different lighting. The lighting on the top and the right-hand side of the head was lighter than the left-hand side. Therefore, it made sense to me to use a lighter base. So I put the white on first as opposed to the grey. Then I put the grey on, then I put the other greys on, and then I put the subsequent colours. But it, And the end result was what you saw on the finished picture, which was very, very um, fine and very, very um, complementary to the overall effect of the animal. And, and that's the reason. And it's as simple as that when I say that. Uh, of course, it's not simple at all. You've still got to choose the colours to use. But that's the idea behind that, being able to put the base colours on that re will eventually reflect the overall tone that you're looking for on the 
head, and that varies quite a lot. It happens so many times, and we're just picking one one particular aspect of this uh, out, but generally speaking, it happens all the time. If you look at all my fur that I use, on, especially on uh, the more advanced projects, I tend to do change this quite a lot as I move through a different uh, areas. I'll, I'll change the base colors. I won't put the same base color on all the time. Mm. It all depends on how I want the finished picture, the finished uh, section of that picture to look. Mm. And this is what happened to German Shepherd. And you can't argue when you look at the finished picture of mine on the German Shepherd, it looks fantastic. People look at it and think, wow, isn't that good? Now, it's only that good because of the time and the trouble I spent on producing the base colors. Mm. So basically, that's it in a nutshell. Mm. And I mean, obviously, there's more to that, but the direction of fur and the putting, when you put very dark colors on top of white, for instance, it doesn't work very well. So you've got to limit the the darker colors in a situation like that. Put the dark colors on the grays without the white, therefore you can go a little bit deeper. You don't get that uh, clash of colors. I mean, the worst thing you do is put um, black on top of white. Mm. And then you've got horrible grayish mess. You can't do that. So I, I don't do that. The only time I would do that is if I'm trying to use a grey, for instance, and want to put a grey in. So I want a, 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 a half tone of uh, colour, but it's, it's pretty rare that that would happen. Mm. There's usually buffers before I get to the very dark colours. Mm. Um, so that, that's basically it, mm. you know. It, it's interesting. It's interesting because the 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 section that you've done on the left-hand side and the section at the top, they blend because of all the colours that go on top. The only difference is that base colour. Yet when you do see it, 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 does, it does, you have one darker, one lighter, but they, they're mm. blended together because of your application of all the colours, the same colours mm. that you did before going on top of that new base colour. That's right. And you've got to remember, too, that when you, when you take on, um, if, if you're a beginner and you take on an advanced project, you haven't got the skills and the experience to be able to cope with that. So you're, you're not going to be able to do it as well as you'd like to. Yeah. It, so, but when you're a beginner and you take on a beginner's picture, that would be much more simplistic because I would have used more simple and straightforward ideas. I wouldn't give you something like that uh, German Shepherd uh, problem. wouldn't happen. Mm. In the intermediary, you're going to get the same thing again. You're going to a little bit more complicated, a little bit more complex, um, but still not impossible. So a beginner could probably just cope with that. But a beginner trying to work on an advanced project they can do it, but they've got to be prepared that that's not going to work out quite as well as they think it should, or the way I've done it, because mm. it won't work that way. You've got to have lots of lots of practice at that. And what occurred to me in this particular picture is how sparing you are with the colours in order for them to come through. Like, 
Mm. You know, you've not added a whole load of ochre. You've not added a whole mm. load of 283 burnt, uh, burnt sienna. I think that is. And, and then especially when you go in with the 175, you are literally just touching mm. it in. And, and it's that subtlety that I think is, is Well, I, I can, if you like, I can explain that to you. Um, but it's not to, not to everybody's satisfaction. The reason I do that is when I'm working on a picture, I work on instinct, pure instinct. I don't, I don't think I'm going to have to use this colour. Hmm, now I'm going to have to use that colour. Hmm, now I'm going to have to use that colour because it will do this for this, this, this. That doesn't happen. What I do is instinctively pick up the pencils and use them. And that is because I've had the experience to do it. And I've had lots and lots and lots and lots of practice. Mm. So it's instinctive. And that's what people, I'd like to the members to, to, to realize that one day, if they keep at it, they'll start doing that themselves. A lot of them are still doing it now. You can see that in the pictures. I can see it when I see their picture. Uh, so I can see that they've understood that and they've now got the practice um, uh, under their belts and now they're working on the instinctive side. That's Everybody should aim for that in the end. You can yeah. still think about it. You can still think, oh, I wonder what colour I should use now. And you instinctively pick up the right colour. Mm. Yeah. Well, with a picture like that, and it reminded me the similar colouring to the grey wolf that you did as well in terms of those sort of ochre orangey colours going into grey fur. Um, mm. That's mm. another good one as well. I, I just, I'm absolutely fascinated, especially when we break it down um to see exactly how much color you can apply into it and um yeah you know well one of the one of the things that that fascinated me um if i can just pick up for a moment a picture that i did of the uh, the beach the water breaking on the beach small picture i did which we've um allocated that an advanced project haven't we you know, the, the colour pencil light. one I'm talking uh, about. Oh, uh, yeah. I can't remember what it's called now. Beach and something anyway, whatever. Uh, people will see it. It's a coloured pencil picture. Now, the reason I picked that up is because those those pictures I've done, especially that particular one, I drew on all my experience with watercolour and pastel pencil. And I had not all, if I hadn't had that experience, I don't think I could have achieved it. When I started putting all those colours together, particularly in the foreground, that was pure pastel pencil techniques transferred mm. to, through watercolour to colour pencil. Mm. It's, it's, this is what I'm trying to say to you. You can move from medium to medium as long as you've got those uh, the instinctive feel to a picture. You don't mm. think about it. You just pick them up mm. and do it. Mm. Writing that down, that's a good point. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And people get that instinctive feel just th through practice, right? Through experience. They, mm. they learn that over time. Absolutely. The more they do, and as we said it before, the more subjects they do, because each subject has got its own little sets of, uh, of foibles and things that you've got to, hmm, we've got to do that, even still life. You've got to be careful there. You've still got to work on the same uh, instinctive level. Mm. Uh, and the more you do, say, the better you become at it. If you just stick to one subject, you still do it, 
but you'll you'll refine yourself to that subject. You won't be able to transfer anything across from something else you've done. Mm. Uh, and that's uh, why I do try, if I can, to encourage people to try different pictures. Mm. Lovely. Okay. Well, I think that's uh, been quite a, a good discussion on that. I love, like I say, getting into the nitty-gritty of things and the theory. And I, I know that people, like they've told us in the past, they like hearing that theory uh, and sort of learning that. Mm. These podcasts, I hope people found over the years that they have been good theory. You know, it's, uh, the theory behind it, you know, is seeing it and then also having it explained is hopefully a nice combination mm. uh, to this level uh, anyway. And you, you never stop learning, Steve. This is one thing that, that, uh, I've, that keeps me going. I was just, I've just done, as you know, an, another shadow picture. And on the face of this shadow picture, I thought this is going to be a piece of cake. It's a piece of cake. It wasn't a piece of cake at all. I had to really, really think this one through. Yet it was so simplistic. And the reason is, I, I was, I'm only four colours, that's all I was using, the usual four colours. So you can, well, how can you go wrong with four colours? I couldn't, and I didn't, and it worked out really well. But I had, to, I want everybody to know, when eventually they see this, I did actually have moments when I was thinking, I had to think about it. It wasn't just a question of, oh, pick it up, it'll do it. I had to think it through. Mm. And they can probably hear that through my narration as well, because I don't hold anything back. If I, if I can't do something or it's not working, I'll tell people, <laughs> uh, this, is, this isn't working, we're going to try something. This is try. You know, and that's, that, I think, is a very important ingredient with our lessons, because mm. if they see me struggle a little bit, they think, oh, well, you know, it, it, it means... I've got to be careful, not I, the person who's following me. I've got to be careful. Yeah. Be, hold back a little bit. Don't don't rush it. But it came out, well, as, as you said, it came out really well. And um, I think it probably is one of the better ones I've done, even though it's not as intricate as some of the others. Mm. But yeah. So I wanted people to see that, that even right now, after hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours, it still strikes you, but that's what keeps you going. That's what keeps you trying to improve that little bit more, yeah. the challenge of it all. Yeah. And I, that's why I, I still keep doing it. Yeah. How lovely. How brilliant. That's wonderful. Wonderful. Lovely. Okay. Well, we'll end it there for this week. Um, just again, want to thank everyone for the lovely comments that they've written on the the launch video and, and all the lovely words of encouragement all of our members that were there uh, before we officially launched um being all of our guinea pigs testing the platform out giving us feedback and uh making it uh, a better better system for everyone so um i want to thank everyone for for that and also to all of the people that helped make this possible you know um you dad me <laughs> thanking myself um but also the people at thinkific who we worked with uh, to get the platform Ooh. up and running and our really good friends at rd digital who ha actually did the logo design Ooh. and the rebrand who we worked closely with um there are some early pictures i'll dig them out from last year where we were looking at possible logos and all of that if people are interested in the bit of the behind the scenes Ooh. um that's been going on and obviously uh everyone in our family has been supportive and uh my lovely girlfriend Mims, who is our editor, and 
helped all the way along with that. I just want to do a big thank you, a big shout out because it really means a lot to us uh, that everyone has been so supportive and the reaction has been so good to this uh, and we're really proud of it and it is just the beginning of uh, of where we're going with this and can't wait to uh, to come up with more ideas and um, share more with everyone uh, over time. Actually, someone did write a comment in a little while ago and said, <laughs> I was just, I'll just mention it now. It's quite funny. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry I didn't actually get back to them on the actual comment themselves, but it was uh, one of our listeners, Lynn, who said that they really enjoyed the podcast. And um, they said, out of curiosity, how do you two manage to work so well together? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do oh, we... well, we, we've been working together for quite a long time, Steve, actually. About yeah. 33 years, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, when you, when you think back, actually, I did work experience with you when I was 15. So that's right. I was introduced that's right. to the business early on. Yep. Um, yep. But um, yeah, we've always full of ideas and suggestions, and uh, we always get along, and there's no dramas. It's, I think it's because we're working towards something that we know is helping people. and Mm, we mm. always our aim is always for everyone else that's always our motivation mm. is what what can we do how can we mm. uh, better serve the students and offer them something different that's why we always try mm. and branch out mm. um, absolutely but actually just want to because i've mentioned this comment i should say this just before we go um they've asked this same person lynn asked colin what do you do when you finish a painting do you start the next one um, or do you have two or three on the go? I thought you just no, answered that. No, I don't have two or three on the go. That, that is a must. People have asked me that before, actually. Do you have three? No, I can't. I focus on one at a time. Uh, I put all my focus, all my concentration on one. However, I do set up another picture, yes. I, 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 have, I have two or three in my head that I want in the sequence that I feel I'm going to do them. All right? Mm. I already got them. I've, I've, I have a, a section on my computer where I, uh, I, I call future video projects. Actually, that's the title mm. of the file, and I put them all in there, and and then I, on my um, iPad, I've got others waiting to go into that file. See what I mean? Mm. So, but when they get into the future video, they can stay there for two years. Three years. It depends on what I what I decide to do, but I don't remove them unless I really think no, I'm never going to do that. Then I get rid of it. Mm. And then, but but they, I always have one that following the next one, mm. and I, and the, the one that I'm working on now, I'm really excited to do because I've wanted to do it for four months, five months. Wow. And I've wanted to do it, and I think I'll, I'm going to get to that sooner or later. Then colour pencils came along, <laughs> that put it back, <laughs> and then. But now I've actually got that one now on the chocks, and I'm going to start that probably tomorrow. Uh, so I should get it underway. But I don't start the picture until I finish one completely. Mm. And I've ed because I do I do I don't do my editing. You do all the editing. But I've watched my videos back, uh, and that can be painful at times. But anyway, I have to watch them back in case there's a little hiccup or something I want to mention to you. Um, or delete a scene, because I very often delete 
I know I don't want that, but that's not necessary. Get rid of it. Um, and then once that's happened, I put it uh, to bed, uh, sort the line drawings out, and then hand them to you. Say, over to you, boy. Mm. You can do the rest. You carry on. And I don't see them again until they appear on the site. Mm. So that that's the process. But I've always got another. I've always got one ready to go. Something next lined up. Uh, yeah, and but with two or three in the head, waiting mm. in line. But they can alter. They they can alter if you come along and say, "Dad, would you? Could you do a so and so and so?" Yes, I can. So that puts them back, and I slot others in place. Mm. I think that's the way you should do it as well. Mm. But only one at a time, though. Mm. Good. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm glad I read that out. That was good. Good for people to know. They might not have. May not have. Uh, they may have wondered that what your process mm. is. Um, okay, so there we go. The new site is up. People can visit it. If you go to colinbradleyart.com and click on any of the classes links at the top, you'll be sh- taken straight to it. Um, but the direct link, which I'll also put in the description of the podcast and this blog post, if you're on the website, is school.colinbradleyart.com. And you'll see the lovely work done by our website designer, Rob. Uh, did a fab job. I, I, I couldn't have even dreamed to come to, to have come up with a website as good as he's created um so he's done a fantastic job so all of the praise really i have to pass on to him for the the actual website build and the way it looks because he's done an absolute bang up job with that so um well done okay it really is the end of the podcast now (laughs) thanks everyone for listening i'm stephen bradley and i'm colin bradley enjoy Enjoy your week. week